like you to do me a favor. I want you to tell all your friends about me. Suck in the guts, guys. We're the Ghostbusters. I am the one who knocks. My dark passenger. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. Don't call me Junior. I certainly hope this little incident hasn't put you off flag, miss. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Talking Geek, the conversational podcast about all things geeky. I'm Danny. I'm Heidi. And we're back. It's been it's been a little while. We had we we missed a little while there. October's just been a busy month. <laughs> well, we actually went to we decided to brave the the great un, unknown and fly. So we flew to we we flew to uh, Disney World. Yep, flew to Orlando, braved the theme parks, the Universal Studios, and Disney. And I know that was was interesting. I mean that that could be its own episode. Um, is talking about. Disney World and Disney with and doing Disney with Disney culture Di- and Disney during COVID times. It's yeah. interesting. Um, so for those of you wondering, we tried to do it safe and as safe as we could, but we we figure you need to live your lives or you need to try to live your life. And so, well, well you take the risks that you're willing to take, and we're, and we we're healthy the, individuals with a healthy family, and that's and we had that- the trip planned for a long time. I mean, not that that's justification. I feel like there's been a little bit of guilt every time like somebody like asks about it for work. I'm like, yeah, we went. Like, was that risky? I always have to preface it with like, was that risky? Yeah, well, like, well, because we- everybody's got a, a different risk tolerance, and you just don't know what people's risk tolerance are, and so then you feel like you have to justify yourself to yeah some. exactly i was talking to a, a lady from work the other day and she was like sorry i'm not sorry i'm not a mask wearer i walk into the store i wear my mask and i pull it down under my nose as soon as workers can't see me because i hate it i'm like and she was just you know that was her stance and i didn't fight with her one way or the other and everyone's got a different um like i said a different different risk level that they're willing yeah. to accept and then i was talking to somebody from work and we were just and she's new and so we were doing sort of introductory um just uh, you know, what are the roles? Like, what what's the expectations and, and uh, how are we going to work together? And then we also were talking a little bit about personal stuff and we were t- talking about just COVID times. And she's like, you know, yeah, it's weird this year. Like, we couldn't, like, obviously, you're not going to fly anywhere. Every, every, every place that you would go would be driving. And I just was like, just kept my mouth shut because, like, I didn't really want to go until we had, you know, we were, this is our first week back well, from people being judge each other. That's the, people, people <laughs> exactly. judge each other. So, that's... and so, I mean, I would say we are definitely mask wearers and we, and we want to do things safe. We also want to live our lives. Like we go out to restaurants. We've, we've, we've been mm-hmm. going ever not, since things not, opened not up frequently, but we do go, but not frequently. We ask to change tables if we feel like we're too close or we pick and off hours. We I will go say during rest, times. restaurants in general, or at least the ones that we've chosen to go to have do a good job of social distancing for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, because they want to be open. Yeah, so yeah, that's that's true. Um, but we're back, and what are we talking about today? Oh, it's Halloween. So, what else should we talk about? But horror movies. Yeah, as we record today, it's October twenty seventh. So we were we we um at first we were we were going to talk about horror movies, and we're like, well, no, that's too that's too low low too broad. Ha- low hanging. Well, it's too low hanging fruit. Like, let's go for TV. Push ourselves to like think a little bit more because movies are so easy to. To, to do and we like movie horror movies so much it's like but then it's like well why not do what we probably want to talk about more is is movies yes we could talk about 
uh, um, TV, and maybe next year we will. But yeah, and I'm I'm actually less versed on horror TV because there's there's a lot more of it. That genre has really boomed in the last few years. Well, and, and I and have it, missed most of the major series. And it doesn't have to be horror or like, or like you know like um necessarily horror because I um you know I guess this this is definitely something I would want to talk about in the episode uh, if whenever we did a TV episode. But what would be the X Files? I think the X Files would definitely fall into. TV. I mean, yeah, def- put, put it a pin in that because that's going to come up kid. this episode. Yeah, that's for true. sure. Oh, oh, it's not for me. It is for me. Oh, well, one of the movies, I guess. So we'll see. We'll, we'll cover that. <laughs> All right. So, um, I went through and just wrote down some questions that I wanted to talk to ask each other. Um, I don't necessarily have an answer that um canned answer. So some of the stuff would be off the cuff, even though I wrote the questions. It's a podcast, isn't it? Supposed to be off the cuff? Not necessarily. We no could one wants com- to listen to a canned answer. Well, no, but you could come think. You know, I could have wrote the agenda and Haven't known every it. single answer that I would probably answer. Yeah. Not any, um, but you might not since you didn't write it. But I don't know. I I, j- I just wrote down some interesting ones. So I, I wanted to start off horror movies as when you were a kid and specifically around Halloween, was it a thing that your family did? Did you guys um, do that or not? Or my, how? F- my family? No. Um, my mom is a scaredy cat and she hates horror movies. So my mom was not into horror as a kid. My dad, um, you know, we had HBO and, and all the, we had like the different um, channels, Showtime and all of that. And my dad is a big movie guy in general. He could just flip through the channels, find a movie and watch it halfway through. And so all times of the year, I was used to action movies being on, not horror specifically, but R-rated movies, movies that were probably not meant for for little eyes, but I would see them anyway, because my parents weren't real strict about what was on the TV, um, even when I was little. They they didn't really want me to see nudity, but violence and anything, gore, didn't didn't bother my parents for me to see it, because they always gave me the, the point of, like, you know, this is fake. It's not real. So just watch. Um, so anyway, no, we we didn't watch horror movies when I was a kid. But I remember, and this is where, where X-Files comes into play, um, the TV show Are You Afraid of the Dark? That came out in 1990. And I don't know, I don't think I started watching it like the very first season, um, but probably shortly thereafter. So it would have come out um, right when we were in, in about kindergarten. I, by first or second grade, I'm sure I was watching it. And then I also remember watching X-Files. So those, although not horror movies, I think just watching those, I would, I would turn the lights off and watch them in the dark. And I would often watch them like in the kitchen or so, not in the main family TV room because, you know, the family would be off watching something else. But I was probably, you know, first or second grade for starting to watch Are You Afraid of the Dark, which was my segue into enjoying horror. So by third grade or so, I think is when I was really opening up my like love of horror movies. And I had a friend whose one of her favorite movies of all time was Poltergeist, even at like third grade. So I remember like that was one of my first ever horror movies as a kid. And so me and her, um, you know, we are thick as thieves. We would watch horror movies when we were when we were younger. Like if ever we were having a sleepover, we would ask our parents if we could rent a movie at the movie, you know, Blockbuster or whatever. And we would try to rent two. And if we could, we'd make one of those a horror movie. So and that was like any time of the year. It was like, a, hey, we're having a sleepover. Let's get scared and stay up till three and watch horror movies. Like so probably from about third grade on, 
I had a love of horror movies, but it was it was usually like, you know, associated with a social gathering of some sort. So I wasn't um, my my family didn't watch horror movies that much either. My mom doesn't really like them, uh, and so we didn't grow up watching horror movies together yeah. as a family at all. Um, but it's it's funny because similar to you, my parents didn't care about any scary movies that I would watch. Mm-hmm. Just uh, the nudity, uh, they 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 didn't want nudity, which is you know always the funny thing. Like you can watch the gory stuff. Um, but some of my earliest memories of, of horror movies, I don't really have TV. I mean, I do have TV, mm-hmm. but I have some movies that predate the TV. Uh, plus, I'll try to save any TV for a future. I mean, it'll probably maybe next year or whenever yeah. we would do a um, scary TV. But I remember um, seeing one of the earliest memories I have is I had to have been three or four or probably three because we were living in North Carolina mm-hmm. um, and we moved away when I was four. So I couldn't have been that much. And I had to be old enough to make memories that were lasting. So I was probably on the upper end of that upper end. But I remember watching um, John Carpenter's or um, Prince of Darkness was on. Oh, and I've never seen that. We did. We we, we watched it a few years ago at our old house. I watched it with you. Mm -hmm. I don't remember Mm -hmm. it. Okay, But that movie really freaked me out as a kid. I mean, John Carpenter, obviously, um, you know, master of horror, Mm -hmm. director of um, Halloween, and, and other things, uh, the thing, um, the the thing remake, and so that movie was one of the first movies that I can remember. And now, um, I've seen it as an adult. Actually, I I, I want to save this for later. I have um, like do horror movies that scared us as a kid hold up. So I'm gonna yeah. keep, actually keep my comments for that on how I view it as an adult. But it freaked me out as a kid. But I but but I enjoyed it. And it's funny because my dad was big on renting movies. And he had, as long as I can remember, mm-hmm. so... Um, renting movies was renting, such a big thing. Renting movies, and then we didn't have HBO or anything, so all of our movies were would, would, would be rented. But growing up, I, I immediately had a big movie collection just because uh, every, even before I was, I was born, my dad was um, in, in electronics, and he had two VCRs for double taping. And not a, that was sort of... Um, a lot of people did it. But I feel like my dad was on the cusp of like mm-hmm. you know having the two VCRs, and so he would he would rent movies, and it was bet you're super easy to hook up two VCRs to tape, yeah. and so we had we a huge would tape co- off HBO or Showtime. We had a huge collection. Oh, you guys did did you guys rent and do the two VCR thing though? No, we only had the one VCR for quite some time, and by the time we got two VCRs, we had them in different rooms because there was one in my room and then one in in the basement. Because um, I was the only one who really understood the buttons to push to cause it to to tape, but. That's fine. Yeah, we we would tape it off. We would tape off TV. Apparently, at some point, my dad knew how to do it because we had a whole taped off TV collection. Yeah, we had a whole we had a whole rented and the, collection. The book that yeah lists we had a, the video number and which yeah we which had tape a we had on. a book too. And it's funny, I can like picture the book. It was like this like uh, military green color book that my dad was in the <laughs> ours my, was black. My dad was in the Air Force, and so he had these books, which I've since seen like on military bases and things mm-hmm. like this. These style of books, and so it's funny because uh, I can still picture the book and. If if you're like me, you can like picture you like so certain movies growing up are associated that shouldn't that, that there's yeah. no reason to be associated except for they were on the same tape together. Yep. Clan of the Cave Bear and Dirty Dancing. Like uh, I've seen that the end credits of Clan of the Cave Bear so many the dark, times. The Dark Crystal and Transformers the movie were um, linked for me since I I saw the credits for the Dark Crystal so many times. Do you be- remember the number of the video? I don't. Dirty Dancing was twenty eight. And then let's see here. Another one was um, 
uh, Beetlejuice and Wizard of Oz. Those mm-hmm. were on the same tape. So it's so funny. It is funny. And so we had this huge collection, and my dad and I, he, he would just write the titles of the movies in there, which you know he knew what they were, obviously, but I would have no idea what these movies yeah. are. And so I would just see a, a movie's title and be intrigued. And so I remember, uh, must have been about seven maybe eight reading in the uh thing oh dad what's what's alien and what's aliens uh, uh aliens first so um mm-hmm. so the james cameron aliens and i have no idea it's funny because they're pretty scary movies for oh, yeah. little kids and my dad just it's a thriller and he didn't offer to watch it with i think it did, i think he didn't offer to watch it with me but he's like i don't know just go or he's, he's like just go watch it you'll find out so i just <laughs> just went and watched aliens on my own and alien and it's it's just so funny. So my horror movies, I I have a lot of them from growing up, but none of them are. I don't. I didn't have any friends early on in high school. I did um, for horror, and I'll get to that in a little bit. But, yeah, I, I did too in high school. But, but like, even in in elementary and middle school, my my one good friend, we that was our thing. Like every time we would have a sleepover, we if our parents would let us rent movies, we would do it all the way through from third grade through high school and then we we were college roommates together and we would we would watch them in the dorm room like that's where i first saw texas chainsaw massacre and in the dorm room in the dorm room oh okay so we're not quite uh, we're we're, wait, we're, we're I'm, ahead I'm of the game ahead, we're ahead yeah. of the game i'm just about. saying this this childhood friend <laughs> and i had a had a love of horror movies and we you know we kind of cultivated it together through adulthood what's funny is one of the movies we we did have not every movie was double taped we did have my dad did have a collection of movies that he had bought as well um and one of those was the exorcist and Mm -hmm. i was probably a little bit older but still maybe middle school and i had heard of the exorcist was a really good movie and i started it up and for the first like 20 minutes of that movie it's pretty it's kind of a boring movie if you don't know what's coming or if or if you're young yeah. to not appreciate setup and tone and I and um so the very first time I turned it on I actually turned it off about 20 minutes in thinking this is just boring and then I don't know what maybe come back to it later um not that much later just a few months later but I came back to it and was blown away by that movie because that movie is it's I would say that it's it's definitely dated. I think The Exorcist is one of the all-time great horror movies, but I think I it's agree. I think it's dated. But dated doesn't really matter when you're a kid. Like you could show like I feel like dated really only matters. Yeah, you can suspend disbelief better as a kid. It's also the way that you approach production it. Production value. Like, like kids now, for instance, our kids, like they're used to CG uh, TV and movies and stuff. But we can put yeah. out a 2D cartoon and it's not going to feel dated to them. I feel like if we, if we put on Exorcist right now, they would still be just as freaked probably as we were at four because yeah things you can suspend disbelief um so that's a that's something that that's an interesting like uh thing that i haven't really thought about that much is like mm-hmm. when does like the idea of dated probably like hit you because you give a four or five six year old yep. and show them the exorcist they'll probably be just as scared as somebody who oh, watched the so, movie yeah. and then you know just a couple years after it came out but give a 10 11 12 year old have them watch Exorcist for the first time yeah, and it won't, be different. it won't have the impact but that it had for a 10, 11, 12 year old back in the 1970s. The thing about movies is it's, it's a lot about atmosphere too. So if you're watching it in the daytime, it's different than if you're watching it in the evening and the lights mm. are turned off. I think that has to do with age. If you're babysitting I and think, you're in a creepy house. I think like a six or seven year old is going to be freaked out by The Exorcist doesn't matter what time of the day it is. I agree. But I'm, you're, you know, if you're talking about it uh, early teen, it could still be equally freaky if they're in a freaky setting. 
True. I think... Like, I remember watching Texas Chainsaw Massacre in the dorm room with all the lights off, and it, it was scary, you know, even even then. And I was, what, 19? Yeah, that's one... I, I need to watch it again. That's one that I didn't see till I was an adult, and I felt like it was... I could appreciate the atmosphere and the, like, just grotesqueness mm-hmm. of the... Of whatever his name is, the the chain, the, you know, the... Leatherface. Uh, Leatherface, that's right. Leatherface and his creepy family, his weird his weird family. But I feel like that movie, um, the original, is not as scary as it is just sort of... Yeah. Bizarrely grotesque in the way that, like, Rob Zombie movies, uh, like yeah. House of a Thousand Corpses, are Again, just sort of... it just of, comes down to... I, the point I was making is just the atmosphere makes makes a... In any movie, the atmosphere makes a difference, but I think particularly for horror movies... The atmosphere can really contribute to the movie's ability to scare you. I th- yeah, I, I like I th- Paranormal Activity is a, is a perfect example of a movie that the the atmosphere can can really ramp that movie up completely. Like we saw that in the theater. We did. Although I will say that, um, so we'll jump ahead a little bit. I, I want to come back to like movies and like you know more t- teenage years and things and. Mm-hmm. But since we're talking about atmosphere, might as well. I was just um, I just experienced this just the other night. Um, I think not only watching a movie, but if there's a movie that like gets into your skin, like paranormal activity, and then you're in sort of a scary, like, uh, be- or not scary, but like a dark, a dark bedroom, or you walk mm-hmm. into a, a dark room, like you might not have been, you can sort of, uh, re-freak yourself out or yeah, like the, get, the, get the, sort like, of, get sort hairs of, on the back of your neck. Yeah, get yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like the, the hairs on the back of your neck. Like I actually just had that. We were, um, I was going to like, we just watched the other night, uh, the witch, Yep. which um, came out in, I, I think it was like, at Sun, I think it was at Sundance in 2015, but it got like more of a wide release in 2016. We didn't watch it until just this year. Um, and it, it had a tone, it, it had a tone. I didn't, I thought it was much more effective as a, as a scary movie, as a horror movie than you did. And there yeah. might be a few reasons I want to get into like the types of scary movies that like affect, um, affect us. And, but I guess what I'm saying is I like had that um, like the night after we watched it, I was just going down to our basement and our basement is a, like a finished basement. Like it's not yeah, like a creepy, it's, it's, it's very not, dark. It's not a creepy basement at all. It's, it's very, just very like, dark, it's just though. like another room in the house. It's just a, it's a completely finished basement drywall and everything, but you still kind of get the hairs in the back of your head standing up. Um, thinking about the, the imagery and the tone and the themes and sort of just like the, the way the movie, like the atmosphere um yeah it left you movie, with a different feeling than that I that movie was a real like the more i think about it i think that movie is is really excellent um so actually i want to take a sidebar and maybe talk about that movie for like five minutes um because mm-hmm. we that's like the most recent horror movie that we saw we watched that what two three nights ago it was well today's tuesday we watched it saturday night yeah um and so it starts it's spoilers it takes place in the 1600s yeah spoilers uh we're gonna spoil it uh, because I want to, <laughs> um, <laughs> but it takes place in the 1600s. Um, with I'm not sure if they're supposed to be orig- uh, original pilgrims or not. Like they talk about coming over from England, yeah, and they talk about being on Plymouth Plantation. So yeah. I'm not sure if they're supposed to be like you know original Some version of original that. pilgrims. But they're, it's got a it's close to it. Early settlers. But this, and then this family gets banished for um, from the plantation for some sort of re- religious disagreement, disagreement which yeah. I didn't quite catch it if i have to rewatch that but then they go and live in the they're living in the forest and well they're living in a clearing outside the woods 
Yeah, they're not living in the forest. Or yeah, they have yeah, it's like a field just on the yeah, edge of a forest. They're, they're farming, and just on the edge of a forest, trying and to live. I think this movie is really, really effective um, in terms of setting the tone. It has even like from the there's there's like a twenty a twenty second shot. I'm guessing, but it's like a, a, a pretty long shot of like they're being banished, and you see them just um, just slowly. Um, going away with all their belongings, like everything that they own, on and a wagon. I, and on on a wagon, and there's just like this super creepy music that is just setting yeah. the tone right from the, there. The music is very creepy. It's it's classic like stringed instruments making really high pitched kind of screechy noises. Mm-hmm. Um, and I agree with you. It was it was well done from that standpoint. And I think the overall plot of um, inner turmoil within a family, and then how the family starts to turn on each other and question each other, and especially. You know, in that time frame, where there's no science or anything, so they really believe they firmly believe in God and the devil and witches and witchcraft, witchcraft, and you know those things are all like well, prevalent in their in their beliefs. Well, we see and so that then they start to turn on each other. I I I think that element of it is good. I just didn't see. To me, it wasn't like a horror movie. It didn't it didn't make me frightened at all and and i like a horror movie to leave me like walking around the house kind of like on edge and this movie didn't do that for me this but it did, did for you this did so. for me but only because of like the last 10 minutes and this is the topic i wanted to talk about um and so i guess this is the natural point of the conversation is i find movies that deal with um religion to be to be quite they, they can be quite scary yeah um, no i do like the omen i think that's really and good this movie the witch the last 10 minutes there's some really um sort of freaky interactions and the way mm-hmm. the, the sound design and um with with the devil himself lucifer and the implications yeah just that scene like how chilling it is like the last 10 minutes like for the majority of the movie it is sort of a family trying to decide like are they crazy are they not like things have happened to this family uh which yeah. uh which um there's accusations about a witch the devil abducts, and... a witch abducts their um their infant child and they that is a tragedy that for the family and, and well then, and they don't know it was a witch that abducted like their they, infant child they goes missing from and their then they uh they turn on each other like they think you know some of their own in the family might be it's a it's a mother father and uh four children is who we see in the family yep. Um, and then the fifth, the the infant, the infant son was abducted by a witch, and that was a pretty crazy scene too. Like mm-hmm. her, you, they do a fantastic job of like letting your mind fill in the blanks because this witch basically it looks like she's about to cut off the weenus. Well, no, she well, yeah, that's true, but she basically I'm not sure exactly how she mutilates this baby. But then she's churning the baby like in a butter churner. Yeah, and, and she's is, covered is, in blood. Is you know slathering herself in the in blood, and so. But it doesn't show you anything explicitly, like you said. It's imagery. But I think I think the best horror is where your mind, and that's where I want to get into. Yeah, I mean, think about the village. That whole movie is your mind filling in the blanks until well, the very end. That's why I want to talk about um, you know favorite slasher movies. But I don't find I find slashers fun to watch, and they're you know it's a roller coaster of a ride. Like you mm-hmm. know, seeing people get killed. But I don't find slashers to be really scary. Mostly because they don't really let your mind fill in the blanks for the most part. It's because no, nothing scarier than I think what your mind can do itself. And slashers are fun, like, and I want to talk about them. But I think that they 
don't they like make everything explicit and they you show and you I are so opposite in this and they show you the kills so i mean i can watch all of the whole the halloween movies the you know um night nightmare on elm street it's friday the 13th and i don't find them that scary some you know tones tone can be more freaky than others but they're explicit in there and so they don't let you fill it in yeah. plus i well let me hear your thoughts because People killing other people are what I find to be the most scary because it's the most potential for realism. And I'm, if there's anything about me, it's that I project, you know, I project feelings. I project, you know, I, I cry during movies because I, I always put myself in the shoes of the, of the person in the, in the film, I guess, in some way. Like, that's why I don't like watching movies that make me cry or movies where dogs die. And because like, I, I, I project that on, onto my family and my people. So Slasher movies to me are some of the scariest. When we watched The Strangers, um, oh gosh, it's probably going on five years <laughs> ago now. The Strangers kept me up at night for weeks because it was about people whose house was kind of, it wasn't quite in a subdivision, but it wasn't rural. It was kind of somewhere in between, which is where we lived at the time. We, we were, we had neighbors where the closest neighbor was probably 100 yards away. Maybe not quite that far, but, you know, there was distance between us. We were in a wooded area, and random people selected a random house and chose to hold people hostage and, like, screw with them and kill them. To me, that is the freakiest situation you could have. (laughs) Yeah, we are on opposite ends because that movie didn't... And that, didn't have that any... movie freaked me out. Like, like letting the dog outside at night, our backyard was pitch black, and I'd like, be like, is there anybody in the woods? Like, yeah. Yeah, like, that movie didn't uh, freak me out, and movies like that don't. And, I think... and Paranormal Activity is on that kind of, that, that list too. Like, things that I think are closer to the real side. I mean, Halloween at first, and even Scream to some extent, until the, until the big baddie is... Um, uh, to the point where they're almost like supernaturally mm-hmm. alive, like Michael Myers should have died, you know, five movies <laughs> ago. Um, but when it when it really is like people killing other people, that is much scarier to me than any of the religious aspect. Like I'll give you, The Omen is pretty freaky, but Strangers to me was like almost number one as far as scariness because of its its realistic, you know, nature. So you throw in a hostel or something like that where it's people killing other people, like crazy people. I mean, the more crazy the scenario, the less scary it is for me. But in general, that's what I find to be more scary. Yeah, and those are it's 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 funny you you say that because those are the ones that aren't scary for me. But I I enjoy watching them, like the Hostel, mm-hmm. um, the Saw movies, where they're it's they they have this reputation of being torture porn because they are so explicit and showing the mm-hmm. you know your mind is out to fill it in a Saw movie. They show it to you. Yeah. Um, or or hostile, and so you take like a movie like The Shining, where it's it's people, but then there's also some supernatural elements to it. Mm-hmm. Supernatural, but not necessarily religious. And I think that's that kind of puts a shoe in both camps to me. That's that's like perfect movie horror movie style for me. And I think um, supernatural is definitely supernatural events. Things are definitely more scary to me, and usually when it's uh, religious based. I think because we live in reality and these things don't happen that I just, I just don't fear them happening. Mm-hmm. And so I, then where does a monster movie come? Like where, where does a monster movie fall on such the scale? A, such as like the mist. Um, 
not scary at all. Okay. What other monster movies? Because I don't. I actually don't even put monster movies. I like. You're not thinking Godzilla. Like or anything, a Dracula, right? or what about Cloverfield? Oh, oh, okay. So like the uh, the Universal monsters. Okay, that type of stuff. I don't. Well, or Cloverfield, which is completely on the other it's, end. But. It's funny. I don't normally think about those as being monster, but they do call them the Universal monster movies. Mm-hmm. I um, well, when I think of a monster movie, my first thought is like a Godzilla or a King Kong type movie. Yeah, um, but that's not really scary. That's more action. But. I don't know where I don't Dracula is I think vampires can be done can be pretty scary. I Yeah, like I, interview with a vampire is is if you do like a a search for top horror movies and if you search for like top horror movies of the 90s, which I did, um Interview with a Vampire is, is high on the list. Oh, by the way, Interview with a Vampire has a Superman the movie connection at the oh, end of the pray movie. Oh, tell us. Well, Mr. At, nerd. at the end of the movie Brad Pitt, he's been alive for centuries. Uh, he's a vampire. Spoiler. And he's just at the movies. He just goes to the movies and he just goes and sees Superman in the movie. Oh, that's funny. And there's you see the actual shot of Superman flying um around the earth and like the sort of like mm, the end credits when, shot. Yeah. Like it's the end credits and so you see that in interview with a vampire. Um And that is our episode of Six Degrees of Superman. Yeah, I think the re- realism, I think, doesn't scare me, and I'm, I haven't thought about why, but if I'm trying to pontificate here, I think it's because we live in reality, and these things don't happen, and but I don't... They, they could. And I mean, I don't, there, there's John Wayne Gacy's out in the world. And there's I guess... Jeffrey Dahmer. I mean, there are people in the world that... And I'm not a religious person, but I guess what i do if I had to try to rationalize why they're, it's freaky, it's like, because if we lived in a world... Like we don't, I don't, I'm not religious and I'm fairly agnostic. I'm not to the point, like I wouldn't call myself atheist just because I'm just noncommittal, I guess. But, <laughs> um, I, for the most part, I don't believe, um, in, in, in those aspects in real life, but I guess in a world where like, but when I'm watching a movie, I can put myself, you can suspend this I can suspend and believe like in this world. Like, how scary would that be? Like, if there is this ultimate evil, like, even things like, um, I actually really, really like the Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, End of Days. Mm-hmm. That's a good movie. We watched that. That movie is, um, I remember it came out in 1999 mm-hmm. because the movie is about, it's a horror movie set at, at New Year's Eve, and it's about going from, you know, the, um, 1999 to the new millennium, 2000, and so that's just why I remember that, but it's, it's about... Um, Satan coming to Earth and mm-hmm. you know making him making himself known and and that's just it's just freaky and the and you brought the Omen a few times and the Exorcist. Well, and, and the Omen has a child and and anything involved with like children going crazy, I think escalates the the scary nature of it automatically. So and there is I don't know if there's like just like being brought up. Uh, Christian, you and I both were, and we've mm-hmm. sort of abandoned that. Not sort of, but we've pretty much abandoned that for more um, for more humanism in in our adult uh, our the way we live our lives as mm-hmm. as adults is. But we still sort of have this this religious background, these this religious imagery that's in our heads. Yeah, like, you you can't get like away Jesus from how you were crucified. raised. There's g- gruesome images that are just sort of in your brain. You know, your your child lizard brain is like you know Jesus being crucified, like. Uh, satan and and uh just re- religious yeah like pure is, evil and hell and, and it's pretty freaky stuff and yeah i mean i grew up i like, don't believe blatantly it. believing that hell existed and heaven existed and i don't and, and i don't believe it but were that to exist that's almost one of the scariest things 
I mean, I guess that's why if you're religious, mm-hmm. you're freaked out about going to hell because it's one of the most, that's like the ultimate the scariest evil. Play, the scariest and, thing ever, yeah. And there's these entities that just exist to promote evil. I mean, even like the end of the witch and they could be sed- seductive and Lucifer even asks, um, shoot, what is her name in the movie? Tom- Thomason. Thomason. He's like, do you want to live deliciously? Which is a, a interesting. And he's like, he's like tempting her with like, she's like a peasant, basically a peasant pilgrim. And he's like tempting her with like these, like, like he's like, you want to travel the world? And yeah, he he's her, the devil. And he's, and he's like, do he you want to, he was making a deal with her. And he's like, do you want to, you know, and, and, and tempts you. And he's like, you want to taste, do you like the taste of butter? Like, like things that like we would take for granted, but like, you know, in a uh, peasant in the 1600s, yeah. she's butter is going to be this like, luxur- I mean, they're dying for apples, this lux- lux- luxurious thing. And then, um, watching her you know walk out and like there's this coven of witches and they just start to float and i guess i guess on a pure like scary level if i saw like a coven of like witches floating versus some people who are trying to break into my house and and murder me which is more scary just on a base level i think just like this this like like what does that mean like if you're in yeah. the, if you are in a world where a coven of witches exists i guess i can't put myself in that world where a coven of witches exist i i can't put myself outside of the world that i'm in and and for me that's why people killing other people is scarier and so. i and so i w- and that's why there's there's mm-hmm. this variety of genres we're all a little different and, I th- and we I think appreciate that, different things i think that's um why I appreciate the paranormal activity movie so much, but I actually want to hear you talk about because I know you appreciate them quite a bit too. I do, but they're they're you know just what we discussed. They're, they should appeal to me and freak well, me out because they're quite found. More. They're found footage videos, though. They're they're found footage videos of like the supernatural, like <laughs> things that happen to this family. Yeah, but or, to me, it's or it's, the various families in the movies. It's more about the roots and realism and how much I guess I like how much those the things that are happening to the characters I feel like could happen to me. And so, especially in the first paranormal activity, you have this couple and and whatever, and they're is that the one with the child, right, with the daughter? I'm trying. I, no, I, no, no, that's we, later we, on. But we've seen a bunch of them. I actually can't put them in. Like, the first one I think was just the couple that was that was there, but like like in general, it starts off as people just hearing weird noises in their house, but they, or like things move yeah, that shouldn't move while that's they're true. sleeping, or like lights lights are on and then they're off cupboard doors are open those are things that like periodically even in your own life you can experience because you know i mean i could easily set my glass down and then the next like you could walk through at night to like go to the bathroom and pick it up and move it and if i don't know that then i could think well shit that's not where i left my glass <laughs> who moved my cheese you know like and, and so it's it's easy to have your mind that's <laughs> oh, a book like it, oh it's, it's okay a book. but um, oh yeah you mentioned is, isn't it like that's a corporate um it's uh, it's about like getting over change but it's 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 a very very popular book it's so anyway i'm, I'm referencing a geeky business title but it's not geeky is it i don't know it's it's, it's a book <laughs> um <laughs> anyway like like i guess my my point being those paranormal activity movies um the people who are living them they don't see the end of it because they die right so they don't they don't ultimately see the end of it that we see you know if if we we because we have the the benefit of seeing the footage after it's found and they typically don't see the last of the footage they might see footage in between because they're going through and like watching themselves and watching the tape to see what happened but by the time the end of it happens um they don't see it because they don't survive so 
all the way up until you get to that point, you're right along there with them. And anything that's happening to them theoretically could happen in your own house too. That's true. So I wanted to talk about um, going all the way back to movies that we saw as a kid. Are List off some of the ones that you remember being the scariest and do they hold up now? So I, I tried watching it, but it was a two, vi- two video set and the first VHS, um, the tape broke. Oh, did you wait? Wait, so, so is it, I want I want to hear movies that like were your favorite yeah. horror movies. I know. I'm just saying. Wait, I, so you're I, saying I did as an get, adult, it broke. No, as a kid, I tried watching it and I couldn't. I was unsuccessful oh, at it. That, so. Let me just say that is one. Oh, actually, I'll get to that in a minute. Oh, okay. So, so Poltergeist was one that I watched as a kid, um, and it held up. Like you know, we we watched that a couple of years ago, and I haven't. I have only re- rewatched it a couple of times in my life. I haven't seen it very many, but. Um, that's one that has definitely held up for me over time. Um, another one that I watched as a kid was, um, gosh, you know, I'm drawing a blank now. You go. Well, I already mentioned um, John I remember now. John Carpenter's Prince of Darkness is like one of my yeah. earliest, or the earliest horror movie that I saw. And I think it holds up, but I, I can't. I can't say that that's not due to nostalgia. Yeah. Um, and what's funny is you don't you say you don't remember watching it, but you did watch it, so it must not have held up. No, I guess not because I don't. And even it's one of the, it has one of the, it has a really creepy theme too, um, and it also has the religious aspect. And what's weird is it has sort of a uh, a scientific aspect as well as um, these um, theoretical physicists. Mm-hmm. Like there's this evil or there's this. Uh, this sort of like liquid that's been down at the bottom of this church in a canister for um, like, you know, 2000 years since the time of Jesus. And it, uh, it's, it sort of like blends some science and religious together, but it, it definitely has a religious and I think it holds. I remember that now that you're bringing it up, that plot. Like I, I remember that. I just didn't put two and two together that that was that movie. I, do I think it holds up. Um, I enjoyed what's it. What's funny is you mentioned Poltergeist. I didn't see Poltergeist one until later. I mean, it's still still younger, still probably middle school. But mm-hmm. we had Poltergeist two on actual bot. I, you know, I already mentioned. I already talked about all the double taped VHS that we had. But we actually, my dad actually had Poltergeist two. Um, and that one, I don't think Poltergeist two holds up as well as an adult. I think Poltergeist one does. Mm-hmm. Poltergeist two does, although the bad guy in that movie, like the sort of, um, I mean, it's, there's entities and, and, um, sort of ghosts and, and things in that movie, but there's, there's even more so than one, there's sort of a single, a singular, like this preacher who's Mm -hmm. sort of like the, uh, the focus of the, of the bad energy, um, that the, the family's dealing with. And that preacher is still really creepy. Uh, but I don't know if both the guys too quite holds up. Um, one of the early, earlier ones I remember was, um, a, a, again, John Carpenter's The Thing we had on tape. And I think that movie totally holds up. Yeah, I didn't see that one as a kid either. The Thing is freaky, freaky. And the special effects work is awesome on that. Um, I was, yeah, I, I think, obviously, I've talked a lot about John Carpenter, but what's funny is I actually didn't see any of the Halloween movies until more high school which yeah, me too. i want to talk about slasher in a minute but my early days and it wasn't i was i wasn't seeking out john carpenter i guess these we, we just had the thing on tape and we had prince of darkness on tape and it's just 
really really creepy and um for the most part they hold up but sometimes you can't tell like are they holding up because they scared me and i'm tapping into my childhood nostalgia it's hard to tell like and and i guess that's why you have somebody else watch it with you or somebody who's never seen it and see what they think but you know and who cares if it's the combination of of the two so So, i want to talk about quickly i didn't talk about my childhood oh okay so i i needed to like think about it because i I thought about it earlier and i drew a blank you passed the baton to me i did all right um silence of the lambs it's horror that's on my next thriller that's on my next list that is the first movie that i remember um renting like because i wanted to rent it because i was in the mood for a horror movie and my mom was like you know that's scary right i don't even and it came out in 91 mm-hmm. i know i watched that in third grade and and i remember like watching it by myself alone in my room no one else around like like that movie i i distinctly remember and it, it absolutely holds up for me i i love that movie i haven't seen it in do you have any time. others that because i want to get to the next topic but i want you to finish i and i don't want to rush you but um, I, you know, The Shining is another one that, that I watched, you know, when I was younger, not, not quite as young, probably like fifth or sixth grade, but that one still holds up for me too. And there's a whole bunch of other movies I've watched in between so, that I can't even remember. So it's funny. You're the two movies you brought up. I actually want to talk about in my overrated category. Uh, first of all, I think Silence of the Lambs, I didn't see it until high school. I don't think it was high school. I think Silence of the Lambs is super overrated. I much prefer. Um, I think Silence of the Lambs is super overrated. I don't even. I don't like Hannibal at all. But I really do like um, Red, Dragon. Red Dragon. But I think that's a lot be, to do with. Um, this was still. I, I I think Edward Norton had like an awesome period from like. When did he do, like American History X? Like nineteen ninety nine to like, mm-hmm. or actually, um, Fight Club. Edward Norton up through like two thousand five or six or seven i think edward norton was awesome and so I, I really liked red dragon but i think silence of the lambs is super overrated oh i, um, I yeah i like it it's, it's n- i don't find it scary it's fine it's, i it's, find it more of a thriller yeah i agree it's not a horror movie in my mind at all but i watched it anticipating a horror movie and when i was at that age i was eight or nine to yeah, me it was scary. you watched it younger although i don't I don't chalk it. I think I'm just in a, in the minority, which I recognize as the minority. I just think it's a good movie. I, you know, even now, I don't know if I would classify it as a well, horror lots movie, of people, but no, I, I like I don't, it. I'm going to approach this just from my perspective, but I think I'm in the outlier perspective. Sure. Um, I think you more align with like just society's interpretation of Silence yeah. of Silence of the Lambs. I personally, maybe I, I don't like Jodie Foster. I've never really liked her as an actress. So maybe okay. that's part of it. That could be. But, um, and The Shining it, for me is is I think because I read the book first, and the, my love stemmed from the book. Well, I read the book first, also. So let me back up. I said that like the two movies you brought up, I put in the overrated category. I put The Shining in, overrated in terms of how scary it is. Mm-hmm. I think um, Jack Nicholson's performance is amazing in that movie. Oh, I think absolutely. It's, I think the movie he makes the, the movie the craft. It's it's Stanley Kubrick. The craft of the movie is fantastic. It's meticulous. You can you watch it and you know it's a Stanley Kubrick movie. But in terms of how scary, I mean, I'm only I'm rating it on a scariness. Sure. I don't think it's that scary. Well, it's not religious. Well, of course, it's not scary. It's I mean, it's <laughs> so, not religious. It is supernatural. Uh, true, but it, true. But it's but I I'm I'm blanking. I'm pretty positive I read the book first. Where, where are you on Amityville Horror then? Because that's probably not high on your list. Well, either. that's got I mean. 
you're, and you, you didn't watch you're that speaking you in my wheelhouse with Superman connection here. <laughs> oh, tell yeah. you. Well, no, Margot Kidder is like one of the main characters. Uh, she's the yeah, main. She's yeah. the main chick in that movie. Yeah, and um, we didn't. And I, I like the original much better than the I remake. watched. I don't even remember the remake. I think you and I watched it, but I, I also watched the Amityville Horror Horror. I watched with you, so I watched it as an adult, and I thought it was fine. That one's got nostalgia for me. Amityville is right up there with with Silence of the Lambs as some of the first horror I've ever watched. I thought so. it was fine. I need to do a rewatch. Um, I mean, it's classic. Family buys a house, not knowing that the house is haunted. I mean, that's it's. And then the other movie, oh, it that you mentioned. It's funny that you brought up all the movies I was going to mention. Overrated. So many people, I feel like, of our generation are a little bit older watched like the it miniseries yeah and i didn't and oh you oh you well you mentioned the tape broker or whatever yeah i, didn't, I so i never actually watched but i it. find that miniseries to be and i'm including it here because i mean it could be tv because it's a miniseries it was on tv i watched it i rented it and I, I think part of it is because i was in high school i think maybe late middle school no it, it was high school because i was in physics <laughs> funny i can remember <laughs> the reason i remember i remember so i read it first i read the book first mm-hmm. and the reason i can i know the time frame is because i remember doing physics homework reading and like taking a break to read it and i didn't watch the miniseries until after i finished the book so it had to have been yeah in high school Chain um, of events. but the miniseries a lot of people talk about that miniseries about how scary it was and how and i just maybe because I, the book was so amazing i i, I just i can't talk about it without having without saying how how far i think it it didn't live up to the book at all Mm -hmm. and i didn't find tim curry as uh pennywise scary at all yeah it one of the things that bugs me tim curry has a creepy face one of the things that bug me bugs me and it 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 lessened a little bit with the new it movies that came out because they came out with two movies that um Came out a year apart. I mean, was it a year or two years? Still apart? not as good as the movie as the book. They weren't as good as the book. I need to finish. I I started a reread of the book a couple of years ago. And I didn't. I didn't finish it. I need to. And and I say it's my favorite Stephen King book, but I I haven't read it in a. I haven't read it and finished it in a yeah. long time. But I don't find the it movie like it was that was so disappointing the, the new ones are much better they still don't get to the quite as scary as the book i don't is. think they can because the book like transports you to the children's world and it's so much about the children and 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 fighting childhood battles and that's why stranger things works so well and this isn't about Stran- tv yeah exactly it's because stranger you're, you're really being well. this you're this like pure of heart child going against pure evil and that like it's very difficult to capture that one in of the a book, which, or which in a movie, not a book. It's which good I want to say is one of my pet peeves. Um, it's not about the movie being overrated. A lot of people do. If you, the, the original miniseries just talked about like it's one of the scariest things ever, which it's not. But one of my pet peeves is that about it in general that it's like the scary clown. The thing that um, makes that movie, um, that book, mm-hmm. super freaky for me is it goes right along with everything else I've been talking about. It's sort of the this ancient evil like. He's he's yeah, mani- he manifested he's manifested a clown, as a clown, but, but he's this, manifested as other things but this thing too. It's like a, giant bird. This thing. thing is like an ancient evil that's been here forever, um, and it's actually like in the book, like could it be extraterrestrial? Because I think there's like a it came yeah. down with an asteroid or whatever. But it's much scarier in the book, and it's funny because for years and years, I when you're a kid and I grew up in a really small town, you don't quite 
It's not until you get online. Like, you know, we, we didn't get our first PC until sixth grade, didn't get online until really like seventh or eighth. And like, yeah. even the internet for us, you know, the internet in those, in, in the early days of the, you know, the modem dial up, the, the, the mid 90s. So, I, the point of what I'm saying is like, you're pretty isolated as a kid and you have your own thoughts. And I didn't even really th- think about it as being like a scary clown book or movie or anything. No. Until it's kids battling evil. Until, yeah, exactly. Until. Yeah. I got a little bit older and was online and reading about how people really perceived that book and I'm, or, you know, how it's often perceived yeah. as being like, oh, that's a scary clown book. And I'm like, that's not my takeaway. Like, that's the manifestation. Yeah. Act. So I, I had had a different experience because I was aware of it. I, I was aware of it as the scary movie and recommended that I watch it because I was someone who, I had already read a bunch of Stephen King movies, but I hadn't read it just because it was so big. And I it started, is, it's like 1200 and, pages. Yeah. It's and giant. I started reading Stephen King again when I developed my love of horror, probably my reading level was probably there, maybe fourth grade, fifth grade ish. And so, but it is massively intimidating even for an adult. Yeah. So I, I hadn't read it. So I had already known before reading the book that this is about the scary clown movie, you know? Um, but then again, after you read the book, you, you, I mean, it doesn't take long to get into it to realize it's a lot. It's about much, much more than that. So yeah, so that's it. <laughs> so what's so what are some of your overrated horror movies? And they could be some, you know, they're mostly older horror horror movies that come with come with accolades that I've watched and thought, eh. Um, Psycho is one. I watched my yeah, I agree. I, I watched Psycho I can... upon my mom's recommendation again with my childhood friend on a, on a sleepover night, and we both were like laughing through it. Like this what's is funny ridiculous. is I didn't. I specifically remember the exact day that. Um. Well. What's funny is I don't remember the year, but it was your birthday, you because you were in your cousin's wedding, um, mm-hmm. and I watched Psycho. Like you were off doing wedding things, and I had to go to the wedding later that day. That would have been two thousand nine. And I watched Psycho for whatever reason on my own, like that day. Yeah, <laughs> and, and not the remake, but the original. Yeah, yeah, I think I've never seen the the remake with um, it has Vince Vaughn, I believe. Yeah, which he plays the the. Bates, man. The interesting thing about that... Norman Bates. ...is the reason why I would want to watch the remake, not because I'm curious, at, you know, I, that I think it's going to be any better, mm-hmm. is that apparently it was directed It was rec- directed by Gus Van Saint, and it has Vince Vaughn, and apparently it was supposed to be like a shot-for-shot shot remake. Like, mm-hmm. like, I think it has almost the exact same running time, the exact same like framing. Like, yeah, it's like the like ex- we're just going to remake. It's like it, the exact same movie. We're making it in color, basically in, in <laughs> color with different actors. Yeah. Um, is what I've heard. I haven't actually seen it, but that's what I've heard is that it's huh. just a that there's no real re- and and if that's the case, which well, the only I, way to really like test that is to look at watch them side by side, like after each other, or yeah, or like back to back, yeah, um, or just YouTube it. But I'm sure people have. Compared. I agree. I think. Hitchcock is somebody who I didn't. I agree with Psycho completely because I didn't get into Hitchcock until college and film school, mm-hmm. um, and the film classes I took. And I think um, Hitchcock is to be appreciated for his craftsmanship. I think, but yeah, he in moved terms the of, craft forward. In terms but... of his, in terms of the horror, it's tough though to criticize too much because we just. I was watching these as an adult from a different generation. Yeah. But so so keep so yeah. keep going. You um, said well, psycho. I guess similar in that vein is Rosemary's Baby. That's another one that we watched a few years ago, and I was just like, eh, I don't. I did like Rosemary's. Baby. I wouldn't put it. I would put it in the mediocre category, not quite to the point where I would say it's overrated. Yeah, but I don't think it's the masterpiece that I think um, 
that 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 it the reputation that it has yeah and then the exorcist like it's not overrated but it's one that just doesn't stand up to stand up to the time as well for me but when i first saw it i I really enjoyed it but since then i've kind of been like "Eh." you know i've 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 cooled on it, as our son would say. I've I've cooled on that, Mom. Is that, is that is, is he started saying that phrase? Yeah, yeah. I he, haven't heard I, him. He's he's like I've cooled on Sam and Mom. It used to be my favorite, but I've on cooled salmon? on it. Yeah. <laughs> Ask him tomorrow. You'll see. That's funny. Um, so those those are the ones that really stand out to me as overrated in particular. I you know I'm sure there are others, but those are the the main ones for so me. So let's talk a little bit about slasher movies. So my real sort of introduction to slasher movies was in high school and I would have these sleepovers with my best friend Casey and we would he'd come over to my house we'd we'd, we'd uh buy tons of Pepsi Blue they <laughs> that's what like I like they had Pepsi Blue um which is which was delicious it was like the blueberry Pepsi or whatever it was awesome I don't think I've ever had it they it got discontinued after like a year well nobody, no one else drank it nobody apparently. liked it but we and we took advantage of that because like it went on sale and I remember we watched like we had like uh Nightmare on Elm Street I think Marathon mm-hmm. and or was it Friday the 13th we had one of the like um, we had like a big marathon and we just bought it cause they were already like going on discount. And there was like, I, I remember, you know, like you see like the, the bins of like DVDs yeah, at like yeah. Best Buy. There was like a bin of, uh, Pepsi blue, like oh, in at the, like two liters? at the supermarket or yeah, I, I'm sure, I think it was two liters or maybe 20 ounces also, but, that's funny. um, and we would stock just, up on our high fructose corn syrup. And I don't remember where it started. I actually think, I think it started, because I actually had uh, quite a few horror movies that I've already mentioned, Prince of Darkness yeah, and some yeah. other things, taped. And he came from a pretty religious household like um, where he wasn't even allowed to watch that type of stuff. Yeah. So he'd be able to come to my house. We could watch some horror movies. And I think you know we ran through the the limited horror movies that I had at my house. Most of, yep. I've, most of them I've already mentioned. And so we, then we, would, we started renting the, uh, a lot of the, um, the slasher series, the, yep. the Nightmare on Elm Streets, the... Friday the Thirteenth, and so that's that was a lot of my high school memories is watching these with with Casey, um, these these huge long marathons where we watch three four movies in a, in in a night. Yep. Um, so talk to me about slasher movies. Slasher movies were middle school for me. So I had a group of friends. There was, uh, it was it was boys and girls. There was I don't know mm, maybe salacious. maybe seven or eight of us, <laughs> and and we had. Um, one of, one how, of the, how did you guys ever finish the movies with all the spin the bottle going on? There was never any spin the bottle. We, it was strictly well. I can't say strictly platonic. <laughs> like, it, it it was not platonic, but it was also like one of those like you know it's middle school, so it's sixth, seventh, eighth grade. So he likes her, she likes him. He's dating her, he's dating him, sure her, whatever. There was no no um, you know mixed couples like that. But you know it was it was that kind of a group. There was about ten of us or so, and. Especially around Halloween time, our one friend Laura, their their family was really super into Halloween. So they had this whole spread on their front lawn with, I mean, they would go all out on their front lawn with this scenes of, with like zombies and you know all kinds of stuff. I mean, imagine like the one house on the block that's all done up for horror. That was them, and so and they love to have people over. So um, more so in October, but really it happened all year. She Laura would host the whole group of friends over. And we'd come over like five or six o'clock 
Um, sometimes we'd have pizza, and then we would just watch slasher films. So, hmm. you know, we watched whatever. I think Screams, Scream 1 and 2, I think, were out then. The, yeah, I know, that's true. We haven't mentioned that at all. The, I know what over, you did last summers were then. Over this, um, over this October, we've watched all of the Scream movies, except for Scream 1. So I, so I guess 2, 3, and 4. Because we've seen that, yeah. Because we've seen Scream 1 so many times that we decided to watch the series. Yep. So maybe, maybe we'll talk about some of our Scream thoughts towards the end. But And we watched, um, so that I, I know what you did last summer, and I still know what you did last summer and the final destinations, like all of those. So I, I, um, we didn't watch Halloween, but the, the nineties kind of horror films, I associate just with sitting with a group of, of, um, you know, same generation kids, just with friends, with popcorn and kind of, you know, flirting and pushing each other around and just, you know, everybody trying to snuggle on the couch and the floor and whatever. I, I associate just those kinds of good times and, and whatnot with, with those kinds of movies. Um, but I had already loved horror movies before then. Um, but I like a slasher movie. I, so what's Hall- your favorite? Halloween's are the best, though. What's your favorite? Oh, okay, I was just going to ask. Halloween, like, yeah. Ha- Halloween's your favorite slasher yeah, franchise? Yeah, ha- absolutely. I um, I grew up afraid of Freddy Krueger. My I hadn't seen Freddy Krueger as a kid, but I was aware of Freddy Krueger. And I, I didn't like hairspray. I hated hairspray. I think I had just had a bad experience with hairspray getting in my eye at the. Where are you the, going with this? At the um, the hair salon, and so my brother, you know, my brother's six years older than me, and so I would go to bed before he did, and he would sometimes creep open my door, and he would stick just his hand through the like door jam, with a can of hairspray, or sometimes just his hand, and he would go, <laughs> Freddy, Freddy. Freddy's coming to get you. And he, he would freak me out. My brother would do this. Or like if I was going in the basement and it was dark. So I never wanted to watch the Freddy, like the Nightmare on Elm Street movies. Those are, it's funny because those are my favorite, I think. Um, just for the creativity in the kills. Mm-hmm. Um, and Final we, Destination's pretty we, creative we need in to, the kills. We need to rewatch um, the series and we've talked about that and it was a debate earlier this year like we're we gonna watch the yeah the so movies or the nightmare on elm street movies and we sort of had this disney trip plan that we talked about earlier in the episode and we knew Di- october was going to be kind of a busier month at yeah. least planning getting ready for disney and then being gone for a week and we thought we would just fit in the screen movies but i, I need to re-watch the, the yeah. nightmare on elm street movies but i so i'm gonna say that those are my favorite with the caveat that I haven't seen them since high school, um, a number of them. I've seen the first one. I could f- see that, though, because like, he haunts you in your dreams. The, like That sounds like the something first one, enjoy. The first one and the, what is it, like the sixth or seventh one, I revisit every now and then because the first one is just a classic, and the seventh yeah. one is really sort of interesting in the way that it, it takes the franchise and flips it on its head, or it sort of does this meta thing where up until then – we've been following these characters in the movies and then it's the seventh movie is sort of like now we follow the actors who were in those movies and Freddie actually like comes after them in their hey, real spoilers, lives. I haven't seen them. I, th- I thought you and I had watched that one. No, but well, that's, what's kind of cool about it is Freddie comes after like the, at, like the real people quote unquote yeah. who were the actors. So it's, it's meta like scream. Cause scream's kind of like that too. Well, not not where they're kind going after of, the actors, but, I mean, but it's it's running in parallel with but, the stab movies that are yeah, based on the scream events. But Freddy is real, and it, and 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 in this and then um, it's called um, the 
the new nightmare or something like like, like that is that and that's like the seventh i saw one. freddy versus jason in the theater just i saw like, freddy versus jason in the theater too it's a little disappointing yeah but it's sort of fun it was just I a think, pop, popcorn movie you know it was, it was fun but what's funny is i'm more familiar with the halloween movies we we, we did a halloween rewatch of all like mm-hmm. 11 or 12 movies last year or maybe the year before two years ago yeah and but I think my order goes Nightmare on Elm Street, Nightmare on Elm Street, Friday the Thirteenth movies, and then Halloween movies, um, and then Scream is mm. actually after that. Yeah, ha- Halloween's on my top. I mean, there's a few in the middle of the run that are that I could go without that are not the best. But yeah, ha- Halloween's my favorite just because it's it's Madman who's I mean. Yes, there's one particular person that he's going after, but he's also killing a lot of randos in between. And um, then I would say the the Friday the Thirteenth movies are are second and, to Halloween. And even though, um, and then Scream. The the I think the reason that I like the Friday the Thir- or the Nightmare on Elm Street movies more, which again caveat, I need to rewatch them. I haven't watched them in a long time, but mm-hmm. is that the kills are really creative. Um, mo- they happen for the most for the most part in people's dreams and so you can just do it's it's not just michael yeah. myers like stabbing you with a knife it's you can do crazy i mean dreams you can do crazy things in dreams you can kill people like just think about yeah. how creative you can be in your dreams and yeah the the knife stabbing thing i guess it's always like can you finally figure out a place to hide or a way you know how stupid can they be i guess is, is part of it too for me like, they always True. run upstairs nobody ever has a weapon Although I want to shout out the newest um, Halloween movie from 2018. Oh, yeah, very that good. That movie was really good. It I was, loved it. It was sort of, after we did our Halloween rewatch, the the two that I would revisit are probably the very first and the newest. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I agree I with don't you. know if I would revisit any in between. Yep. So we we didn't spend oh, any time talking about gore-based gore horror movies. I do movies. need to take a step back for a second. And movies that freaked us out as a, kid, as, as a child... Um, my first introduction to the Halloween, had the Halloween franchise was Halloween three, not the Michael Myers one, mm. because we had it on VHS, another a, a, a bought VHS where I had the cover, yeah. and I could picture the cover. <laughs> That's like the weird one in the series. It is, it is. I don't know why my dad bought it, but that is one I watched it as a really, really young child, and yeah. that one has sort of um, nostalgia. I like, I always have a soft spot for Halloween three, yep. the one without Michael Myers, because I saw it before any of the michael myers movies and um it's completely separated from michael myers um it just has they they were exploring maybe going down like an anthology yeah uh grindhousey um like a track with with movies without having michael myers but halloween 3 underperformed so they just went right back to halloween 4 just right back to michael myers i I would be curious what they would have done if it really did well, like yeah, where would they have gone? They have How would they have it? continued the anthology? I mean, who knows? It could have been it could have been anything. Yeah. Uh, in in the anthology. So um, I I think it's worth a shout out to M Night Shyamalan because I I really liked The Sixth Sense, and I think The Visitors, which we watched, I think was that last year, is good. Um, Cloverfield is good. I mean, M. Cloverfield, Cl- or Cloverfield's M. not M. Night, M. Night Shyamalan, but that was but M-, M Night Shyamalan has had. I can't remember who directed. He's uh, had some some good ones, and he's had some ones that have maybe not been so good. But in general, I think I I I enjoy M Night movies. I agree. I don't find them too scary, and they're more suspenseful. They are more suspense. I but I agree that in general, 
Now, I stopped watching the M. Night movies when they were su- supposedly got really bad. Like, I've never seen... I think The Visitor is I've never seen scary. Lady, that, was, that was his comeback, I think. Yeah. But I've never seen Lady in the Water. I did see Lady in the Water. I liked it. Oh, okay. Well, it's considered one of his worst, but... I mean, I, again, it was, well, it, well, it was but middle, give it middle school an, or high, I guess at that point it was high school sleepover. I again, think it was college. So. Uh, I like what you, I think leading the water came out like, well, that was a later one. I think it was, um, that's the Harrison Ford movie, right? We're thinking about the, the same movie. No, I'm thinking it has, um, Paul Giamatti and it's, I believe the village came out 2003 because I remember being a freshman and coming home. Lady to, in the water was 2006. Oh, so it was even later. So it was yeah. So, so that's not the. I'm wait, not thinking Lady in the, the Water. Movie, yeah. You and I were together then, so yep. we didn't see that. No, Bryce <laughs> um, Dallas Howard isn't it though? What I movie? I, I, I'm, I don't I'm thinking of something with Harrison Ford, which is not Lady in the Water, but. Um. Anyway. So M. M. Night gets a shout out in the horror um genre, but I I think I mean mostly because of the Sixth Sense, which is fantastic. Even even knowing the twists, it's um good. If you, even, I saw the Sixth Sense in the movie theater. And I didn't know the twist was coming. Oh man, it was so good. I saw like, it. On, I will never forget that. I saw and it on VHS. I was I freaked the f out. I don't think I knew the twist either. And then I was really intrigued. I was, I was really intrigued by, um, because I was always a comic book per- guy. That and there was nowadays. There's, you know, I mean, the COVID years the exception, but in general, yeah. you know, you get huge block like two or three huge blockbuster comic movies a year. But what for, lies beneath? That's what I'm thinking of. Oh. What lies beneath, and that was around the same. T- that was 2000. Who, who directed that? It was around the same time as um, Ring, The Ring. Oh, The Ring! Shout out to The Ring. Uh, Robert I, Zemeckis. Did, oh, did uh, I saw The Ring beneath. in I saw The Ring in theaters, and The Ring was The Ring was really good. Um, I'd be curious how well it holds up, um, especially like the whole uh, VHS aspect of it. I mean, I guess like it doesn't matter if it's a VHS or a DVD in terms of like you know watch this. Yeah, and the, you ring, die. the Ring was 2002. Um, but I think I watched What Lies Beneath and The Ring in the same, like, watching. You know, I think I watched What, what Lies Beneath, you know, two years after it came out. Going back to M. Night, just for a minute, I was as, as I was saying, uh, back in the day, there was not as many comic book movies, and Unbreakable was one of the... Yeah. It's not a horror movie at all, but it was uh, billed as the next movie from M. Night Shyamalan. And, and then, of course, there's Signs, which you've talked about previously yes yeah, signs is signs is decent signs is, is the third movie i think by m night after unbreakable although maybe they're in the maybe it's unbreakable than signs don't forget but, Stuart little what do the you mean? all-important Stuart little what do you mean don't forget it um Stuart little is listed in as an m night Shyamalan movie which makes no sense did he write it i don't know he might have i never liked the Stuart little movies i like the books I well, there were some books that weren't there some movies. I remember movies um in like the eighties that weren't Stuart Little, but like there was also like a, a a mouse who could like ride a motorcycle. Yeah, he wrote the screenplay. M Night did. I can't remember what that and she's all that with Freddie Prince Jr. Oh, <laughs> which I did see because I was not only did I enjoy horror movies, but I also enjoyed um romantic comedy movies you know the 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 meet cute type movies so let's talk about let's let's go back to our childhood again um have you heard of devil by the way i'm sorry i'm just like getting off topic i haven't haven't. and that that's listed also as an m night movie um you might have to check that what are some of your favorite frid frid kid friendly 
Halloween movies that you watched either as a kid or, or later? So I, when I was a kid, my favorite was Mr. Boogity, which was a Disney movie. It's a 30-minute long production about um, like a ghost that haunts a vacuum, basically. But I really liked Mr. Boogity. And it promotes like you know these kids who move into this new house in this new town and they think their house is haunted. And so they, you know, they talk to townspeople and they go to the library to research about their house. So the kids are all, you know, they're very proactive um, so as Mr. Boogity, I watched that every year as a as a kid, and when I was little, little, it scared me. It freaked me out because the kids in the movie were freaked out by Mr. Boogity, and again, my brother would pretend to be Mr. Boogity all the time, and he would go boogity, boogity, boo. Like, <laughs> so I I can still remember that. So I, I I recommend if you can find Mr. Boogity, it's I think it's on YouTube. Like you can find it. It might even be it might be on Disney Plus actually because it's a Disney movie. And then Ernest Scared Stupid. Like I, oh, I forgot about Ernest Scared Stupid. You can't forget Ernest Although, Scared Stupid. Although, I don't know stupid. why. I feel like I'm usually the one who brings up watching it. Yeah. Er- yeah, I, I love Ernest Scared Stupid. I watched that as a kid a lot. And we had that one on VHS. We had we had a lot of Ernest movies on VHS. And so those, those are super kid-friendly. I mean, there's a lot of CG movies out there now that I'm less um, excited about. I actually didn't mind Hotel Transylvania. I haven't seen number three. I, I liked number two also. But to me, those are less. They're not scary. They are about scary, you know, characters that are traditionally thought of as scary. But yeah, yeah. The, in and of themselves, they're not scary at all. Yeah. I didn't mind the first one. I haven't seen the second one or the third one. Yeah. Um, so I, I didn't mind the first Hotel Transylvania. Monster um, House was good. So I want to give a shout out to... Ernest Scared Stupid. Ernest Scared Stupid. Great. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm super glad you brought that up because yep. I didn't. I wasn't thinking about it, but I loved that movie when I was younger. I really liked all the Ernest movies, and Ernest Scared Stupid. We don't watch it every year, but it is one we put yep. out every every couple of and, years. And I never saw It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown, as a kid, so I I can't. Well, like, that's 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 more. I of can't the, call it out. That's that's more of the TV though, because it was aired as true, a TV special. True. Um. But I want to talk about Ho- Ho- Hocus Pocus, the, yes. the Disney movie from like 1994 or 93 uh, or something. So Hocus and, Pocus doesn't have the nostalgia for me that it does for everybody else. Did you not see it as a child? I I don't remember seeing it as a child. I probably did because I feel like it's on TV all the time. But now Double Double Toil and Trouble. That's I was also going to mention that. That one I did. The Mary-Kate and Ashley joint. Yeah. And, and I have lots of friends who have Hocus Pocus nostalgia and, and so do you. But I just I don't know I don't remember ever double, watching double it. Double double trail and trouble is one that um, really uh, I remember being a good Hollywood movie. Although I put it on, well, rec- I haven't watched it recently. I put it on recently in the last few years. I actually I have vague memories of since we moved to this house. So just in the last I couple of years, I can't imagine it holds up. It doesn't. Okay. Um, so I don't think that one holds up. But I think Hocus Pocus does. And Hocus Pocus, it's just a fun Disney movie. It has... Uh, um, Bette Midler is the main... Bette, Bette Midler is the main witch in the movie. She's not the main character. Anybody listening to this is probably familiar with Hocus Pocus. But she's the main witch. Well, maybe. Um, but that movie freaked me out as a kid. The first couple of times I saw it, I remember living up in the, um, the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. So I know it has to be sometime in that first through third grade time frame. Like I'm yeah. not sure I could probably narrow it down looking at what year it came out, but I remember watching that in the upper peninsula and it getting under my skin and not being, and thinking about it, like falling asleep, like not 
super freaking me out, but like to where I was, like, yeah, it's 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 interesting. Yeah, it's that like your heartbeat beat but, is maybe slightly elevated. But that's weird. You like, can't stop thinking about it's, it. It's, it's interesting where a kid's mind can can like make things scary because mm-hmm. or like you know extrapolate and and just the idea of witches i think can be scary um just because like you i i think the movie holds up just from a view like just being able to watch it standpoint it doesn't hold up from a scary standpoint which but i think that's As a, a grown-up i think that's a good thing it's just a disney it's sort of a disney-fied well, version of a horror I, movie i think we need to show it to our children and see what they think they've already seen it well maybe not actually they haven't funny, had like a, a pure I, sit down and i think watch they've seen for it family movie night i think they've yeah that's true I think they've seen it just we know what we're when, watching on when, Friday. when we've been carving pumpkins, but we would just put it on. Yeah. Like um, you put the Christmas story on while you open Christmas. But presents. we do Friday movie night with the family. And I think that actually we were just talking about earlier tonight. Like what do we watch for our mm-hmm. the last Friday movie before? And it's usually Halloween parents ends. choice because we try to introduce the kids to movies Although they this, wouldn't this, otherwise pick. This past Friday, we watched The Witches, which you and I had never seen. Mm-hmm. But we were like primetime age for it. It came out in 1990. Yeah. Angelica Houston. Um, it's more of a, it's a British movie though, so I don't know how popular it was in the U.S. No, I don't think it's a it's a British movie the way that Harry Potter's a British movie. It's all it's, British actors. Do you think Harry Potter's a British movie? Well, no, it's produced by it's, American Studios. It's and but, I think I'm pretty sure The Witches was as well. It's I just don't know. it's then just why did they? Oh, because I guess they maybe shot it in London, but and it was written by um, Roald Dahl, however you pronounce that. Like uh, oh, Roald Dahl, Willy Wonka fame. But yes, I don't think that was directed by Robert Zemeckis as well. Go figure. It was not a British movie in the sense that you're, like, you're thinking it was like it was released. It was a big movie here in the so United States. You want to hear something super interesting about the witches, which I didn't know. I just googled what? it. Um, the producers are Robert Zemeckis, Alfonso Cuarón, and Guillermo Guillermo del Toro, and then Jack Ra- Jack Rapke. I don't know who that is, and Steve Starkey, and I don't know who that I just, is either. But but to hear like Alfonso Cuarón, Guillermo del Toro, and Robert Zemeckis all attached to that film, holy cow! That's why it's funny. You're like, it's a British movie. I'm like, no, it's n- it was produced. It was an American produced film, I believe. It was just it's set in Britain. It's it's no more British than watching a Harry Potter oh, movie. Is. No, oh, I am reading the wrong page. They are supposed to re-release it. That's the 2020 version. Yeah, they have a. I was. I I'm was, reading the wrong one. What's funny is I just saw an article. Maybe because Google is listening to me on my phone, which it definitely is, but it knows that I watched the movie last Friday because I, huh. I saw an article that the tw- Anne Hathaway is the new Grand High Witch. I saw that the 1990 movies. Um, this article was saying Stanley the 1990 movie. Stanley in it. Too. I was. I heard this 1990 movie. The 1990 movie blows the 2020 out of, out of the water, though. Okay, um, well, we're going to have to test it out. So all those people that I just listed as being associated with, with it are from the new, the remake. But I guess all I was saying is we we just watched that, and it I think it would have been interesting to watch that as a child, like how well it would hold up now. An- yeah. an- another one that I watched was a, getting a little bit later in middle school, but I think is really good for kids, is um, Casper from, I believe... Mm-hmm. 1995. I remember thinking Devon Sawa was like so hot and, and watching that with my friends. I think, can you look that up? I think Casper came out 1995, the same year as Batman Begins. Or Bat, Batman Begins. Batman, is it Batman Forever? Batman Forever. Yeah, Batman which Forever. I also saw in the theater. Which I, 19, 1995, yeah, it is. Um, I think Casper is fantastic. Is that the same year of Now and Then as well? Kid-friendly movie. 
Yes, it is the same year. I remember seeing like all. I saw all three of these movies in the movie theater with friends. <laughs> like I remember. Wait, what, wait what, what? What three? Now and then. Okay. Batman Forever, and Casper. Oh, okay. And all you, of them. You don't seem to like Casper as much as I do. I, I, th- I think Casper is a great movie in terms of like if you want to watch a kid friendly movie. A movie you can sit down with your kids and enjoy yeah, in, the, in the Halloween just, spirit. It, it never really caught me, I guess. I, I don't know. Everybody thinks Casper is this friendly ghost and he's just this nice kid and everybody loves him and I'm just like, eh. So I, I want to move on to the last topic that I have here is, and this is relevant to us because we're debating um, this with our son, is what is the like first movie that can can move from the Hocus Pocus and Casper as to uh, a legitimate scary movie, but is still sort of could be watched by it. Like it's not going to like traumatize. Although we we talked about like I talked about like watching you know super horror like, yeah. like um some John Carpenter um stuff you know really young. But yeah, I remember perusing like the horror section early early on. I, it, that's a hard question um because different things are scary to different people like. We know that our son in particular is afraid of robots, for example. <laughs> he he thinks like the possibility of AI and like people turning into robots like that, that freaks him out. So something in that vein that might not be scary to us That's would be true. super cra- scary for him. I was so thinking, I was thinking, own, right? like, you brought up Poltergeist earlier and I talked about Poltergeist The too, ending of Poltergeist really ramps but I, up. But That's, I think Poltergeist 1 would be... Um, it might be too much. I don't know. I, I, th- I, but, I would err on the side of the Frighteners. Well, it, oh, no. The Frighteners has, like, serial killer at the end and stuff and, like, shotgun. Like, people actually killing people. Oh, okay. So well, it's I, been a while since I've seen so it. I, probably I thought w- it was... Because Frighteners, to me, I, I just remember the, the comedy aspect It is more it. supernatural. And, Teen Wolf. <laughs> that's not even, like, a horror movie. No, I uh, But I think, I think Poltergeist is probably, like... One because we because we talked about like oh when do we introduce him to some you yeah. know our kids and 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 he's the older of the two the other one is just turning five so she's she has a few more I, years so before. I I might err but on the side I, I think Poltergeist of, I might err on the side of thriller before horror just to see, because thriller and horror tend to produce the same physiological effects what 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 movies would you think are in the thriller category um Jaws that's not a ho- I, you and I, that's a whole debate. That's an action movie to you. Uh, that yeah. is, like Jaws, suspense, you know? Jaws is an action adventure, well, Indiana Jones style movie to okay, me. Okay, so here's an example. We we just watched Jurassic World recently Yeah. with our children. And our youngest, eyes open, loved it the entire time. And our son, whom we're talking about, he still closed his eyes at parts. And True. that is very much a suspenseful but like, I guess action movie. I'm talking movies that are geared towards making you like, scared intentionally trying to make intentionally you like have <laughs> well the first thing i would do is start off with a thriller music video and i say we that because that. Like, like, i know and 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 a few years ago he said turn it off turn it off it's too scary so i would start there and, and start i don't know if i want to ease in that slowly i i guess so i guess i like my answer for a movie is poltergeist it is poltergeist. what's your answer for a movie well poltergeist was my first or as maybe well, or so. maybe gremlins Gremlins would be a good. Gremlins is a very easy start because it's it's animatronics. It's you know they're cute and then they turn evil. And oh, speaking so of Gre- Gremlins could be an easy. Speaking of Gremlins, entry. and they're actually not related at all. But um, I wanted to bring up um, in terms of uh, kid friendly Halloween movie is Night the Nightmare Before Christmas. 
which that's a big debate in this it's house. It's a Christmas movie. That's a big debate in this house because you consider it a Christmas movie, but I think... It happens over Christmas. It's Halloween people putting a Halloween theme on Christmas. It's Christmas. They're stealing Christmas. They're delivering Christmas presents. They steal Santa Claus. They kidnap him. I, Christmas I like the joke with you. I think it's... like To be honest, in my heart of hearts, I think it's like 50-50 where it could be either. And I like the joke because personally, the way that I like to view it for my own personal perspective on it is Halloween. But I think it's equally a Christmas movie. But You know what would be a good introduction? And it's not quite a movie, so this doesn't probably count, but... The we haven't talked about it, and so I feel like we need to mention this is the Storm of the Century series. Love it. Scary. Oh, well, that's TV though. It's TV. I know, but it's like, when is a TV versus a movie? If you string it together, it's just a super long movie. Well, that's true. Um, yeah, that's true. So Storm of the Century is great. Um, at first I was like, oh, is this what you wanted to like? Are you talking about things for like our kids to watch? I'm like, no, that movie would, to be honest, Storm of the Century would probably be boring to the kids. Yeah, you're right. It's too long. It's more psychological. But I do want to give a, I do want to give a shout out to Storm of the Century, um, for movies and miniseries. Uh, I mean, I guess we talked about it, so we might as well talk about Storm of the Century. Storm of the Century was great. Such a, such a disappointment to learn that it was a, uh, that it was not, a book written based on a book by Stephen King. He actually I know. Just, I was, wanted to read the book as soon as I saw the It was written to be a miniseries, and you can buy the the screenplay, but I don't want to read a screenplay by Stephen King. I want to read a novel by Stephen King. And so, but Storm of the Century is fantastic. So, I'm, I'm, you know, while you were talking, I did a quick Google search to see what other ideas are out there on the internet. Gremlins is certainly one of the, the top picks, but there's two others that I think you could appreciate as potential segues, and that's Ghostbusters and Beetlejuice. As segues into horror, they're not quite horror. I don't. I wouldn't consider them horror, but there's scary elements in both of them, and supernatural elements in both. I guess that kind of have a foot in in an Beetle- early entryway. I think I mentioned this earlier. Beetlejuice was um, always linked with Wizard of Oz in my mind. Yeah, that movie. It's funny. I recognize that both those movies, Beetlejuice and and um, Ghostbusters, could be halloween type movies for people but those were always movies that i just watched anytime i just have they just are just so far removed from being associated with um the macabre and and halloween in my mind just just because i watch them anytime but when i think about it i'm like well i've like pushed back against like um ghostbusters like even i think if ghost if if gremlins could be kind of on the horror side i think ghostbusters could be too honestly gremlins is much more scary than ghostbusters way more like Ghostbusters doesn't really have any scary parts, really. I think. Oh, that except reminds for me some, of an, another overrated movie. I gotta, th- to be honest, I, th- I think the scariest parts of Ghostbusters would be Sigourney Weaver. Yeah. After she's possessed, but before she turns into the dog. Yeah, I agree with you. <laughs> um, that's about it, though. One I more overrated movie. Because the terror dogs are kind of scary. And I agree. Ghostbusters, but not really. Sleepy Hollow. That was huge. My friends love that movie. I I didn't think it was. We watched at all. it like a year ago or like two years. Well, actually, yeah. it was in the old house, so it had to have been actually three, four years ago now. But yeah, I think that movie is overrated, and I didn't know it until I watched it again. Like I, find I hadn't it boring. I hadn't watched it since high school, and I was excited for you and I to rewatch it. Yeah. And that movie didn't quite hold up. Nope, um, didn't hold up. Well, I didn't like it at the time, and I didn't. Oh, like I it on the oh I either. did like it at the time. I no, thought it was. I didn't. I thought it was a good movie, and um, it, you know, it's the typical uh, uh, Tim Burton, J- yeah. Johnny Depp uh, collaboration. 
Danny Elfman doing music, like the, you know, the, the normal, the normal players in that crew. And it, it just didn't quite hold up the way that I remembered um, from when I was younger. Yeah. And I, it's, it's been long enough now that I can't recall why it didn't hold up, but it just didn't. So I think we've settled on gremlins and poltergeist as, as potential segues for children. A lot of people consider horror genre the same way that people consider, um, or you know that you will consider Nightmare for a Christmas a Christmas movie. A lot, a lot of people consider Gremlins, Gremlins. to be a Christmas yeah. movie. I was actually just telling our son that earlier today, and he's like, "Just because it takes place during Christmas, Mom, doesn't make it Christmassy." I know that's why it bugs me so much when people Die Hard. Die Hard. Although <laughs> I think there's two types of people. There's yeah. two, there's the people who actually legitimately say that it's their favorite Christmas or like it's it's a it's, Christmas, movie. It's a Christmas yeah. movie and it's a great Christmas and people movie. People who say it tongue in cheek. And I think yeah, I think there's people who like because yeah. there is. I mean, there is. You know, our son's um, sentiment is spot on. There is a difference between a a movie whose sort of theme is sure. about the holiday and just being a movie that takes place at the holiday. the holiday. Yeah. And I think both I think both Die Hard and Gremlins are both movies that take place around Christmas time, but are not Christmas movies. Um, Absolutely agree. So I think those are two good ones to potentially introduce our son to. Um, and and see kind of how he responds. And then we'll have to Gremlins see, would be less scary. We'll have to have a new. We'll have to have a new answer for when we introduce our daughter because she's younger than our son. So then if if our she's or, younger, but she's a little grittier. I mean, I, she might just, be able to take it a little sooner. Or if I don't we just know. well, that's true. I think she could, but probably not yet. The same at the same time, maybe like a year later instead of two years later. Yeah. But um, I agree with you there. So I don't think I have anything else in terms of in in terms of uh, topics I wanted to cover with. Um, horror movies. I think there's one more movie that's contemporary that we haven't mentioned, but does indeed give me oh. the does give me the willies, and so I want to mention it, and that's the Babadook. I yeah, I was gonna we 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 didn't talk about. I wanted us to actually um, state what our favorite horror movie of all time is, and our favorite horror movie of the last you know five or ten years. Mm. And I would like the Babadook is in that um, that category. It's, yeah, it's, I, I it's, like it. It's in the pantheon of like being talked about. It's not mine, but if I were to make a list, like like what movies do I need to consider to be you know in the talking points of what's mm-hmm. the best movie of the last five ten years? I think the Babadook is in that, but it doesn't fit. I I probably have to go. This is this is more how it affected me at on initial watching. I don't know mm-hmm. if it would do this, but. Paranormal Activity One, I mm. think, I think really um, got to you. Got to me. Also, also, I think it's number three, where it's um, set in the eighties, and like you, there's characters that are in one and two yeah. who we see as children. Yeah. In the third, and again, a coven of witches in that one. Yep. Um, in number three, Baba Duke is on my list of top five. Absolutely. My favorite, I think, of all time, or just just creepy, it's got to be Halloween One, the original Halloween movie. That's probably my like when I think of like the quintessential Halloween movie for me, it's it's that movie. And that the fantastic answer, and Blair I, Witch. We we haven't mentioned Blair Witch at all. We've talked about found footage, but Blair Witch is um, the original Blair Witch is also um, I think high on my list. If you want to watch a movie and kind of creep yourself out especially if you live anywhere near the woods or you like to go camping especially if you like to go camping Blair Witch is I think a great movie the original so I would put um probably Nightmare on Elm Street 1 as one of my favorite 
horror movies, it's tough to like say like to be definitive about it and say like my favorite horror movie is this. I agree because it's it, like there's different things that scratch different itches. Um, I like watching Hostel. I I don't mind it. Saw. I haven't seen the whole series, but I I you know they they're not on my top, but I don't mind it. It just depends on your your mood. What do you want to go for? What, mm-hmm. what kind of creepiness factor are you are you looking for? Yeah, that's yeah. Are you going for more psychological horror? Are you going for just the pure creep? Yeah, you know, just being are you going sort for of, gore? Just sort of freaking yourself Pet out. Pet Cemetery is another one. Book is still better. I'll enjoy the movie. Yeah, that's one. It didn't. It didn't have the overrated feeling that i had after that's when i also read or i I watched after reading the book and it didn't fall as flat as it it still didn't hit the highs of the book well because it doesn't have the it doesn't have the same level of character development and and depth of story that movie the the little kid in that movie who plays gage he needs a he needs a shout out for yeah the way that he could act i haven't seen that kid in anything in years and years I think the last thing I saw him in was also still in the mid '90s. Was um, he played a role in the movie Spawn, comic, mm. comic book movie Spawn? That reminds me of of movies that didn't hold up from childhood that were formerly scary. Was Child's Play? Oh, I hadn't Child's about- Play movies. My my friend, the same friend from you know my horror movie enjoyment, um, had a Chucky doll. Or actually, I'm sorry, it wasn't actually a Chucky doll. It was. I don't remember the name of it. It was a different brand name doll, but it looked very much like Chucky. Corky. It was Corky. And it was missing an eyeball. Scariest freaking doll in her basement imaginable. And so what's, you couple that with a Child's Play movies. Creepy, but not any, not as an adult. What's funny is I can link Child's Play to Superman, uh, but <laughs> the the third... What can't you link to the Superman? Third Child's, I, uh, the first Child's Play movie that I ever saw was Child's Play 3. And that one was it really freaked me out. And um, in the movie, the like main kid, he goes to military school, and Chucky like you know finds his way to military school. And, and here's uh, a picture of the Corky doll, by the way. Just you need to Google this. Like this, this is a real doll that existed at around the same time as Child's Play movies. Just Google Corky and tell me that's not scary, especially if it's missing an eyeball. But the main so Child's Play three really freaked me out. Uh, watched it on TV and. But the, the the Superman connection is the main person who I can't remember the boy's name, but the the same played by, played by different actors. But mm-hmm. Chucky like sort of um, uh, stalks or you know uh, the yeah. same boy in Child's Play one, two, and three, and in three he's played by Justin Whalen, who played jimmy olsen on hmm. lois and clark from seasons two through four he wasn't jimmy olsen in season one but he was just or he but he was jimmy olsen in seasons two through four he was pretty kind of a cool jimmy olsen he had yeah. like this like longer hair like sort of like definitely a 90s it was a 90s do yeah oh you can oh you know who i'm I talking about yeah, i loved lois and clark are you kidding well but yeah. can you can you picture in your mind jimmy olsen from from season one and jimmy olsen's from season two through four yes i can Okay, well, it's Jimmy Olsen seasons two through four, and he's the main kid in in Child's Play. And Child's Play, those that that movie was pretty freaky. I was definitely really little. Uh, but now, I, as an adult, I bet it wouldn't hold up. But I wouldn't show that to my kids because I know like that would freak the heck out of them. Like their doll coming to life, yeah, wouldn't wouldn't show it. <laughs> so that's all I have. 
Yeah, me too. I mean, I guess I could I could sit here all night and like reminisce about other movies. I'm sure we've missed some big. Oh, I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure. sure we've missed some big ones that we're gonna after the fact be like, oh crap, we forgot this, we forgot that. But we've covered all the big ones. I agree. Children of the Corn. That's another. Oh one. yeah, that's another one. The religious thing. Yeah, I fell asleep. He who walks it. behind the corn. It's yeah. You know, watched it in high school. Fell asleep. Which a lot of people um will. That link was that, one I was disappointed in. A lot of people will link that to which. I'm not disappointed. I really thought it was freaky, and I haven't read the short story that's based on. I believe we have the collection that um, it's in, mm-hmm. but we've talked about we have two or three Stephen King short story collections that haven't read. I read all of them. Um, but the uh, a, a lot of people, you know, going back to our stand episode from what two, three, four months ago, yeah. a lot of people think that um, he who walks behind the corn and chills on the corn is Randall Flag, is Randall Flag, which there is some. You know, there's a lot of corn imagery in the yeah, sand and, and, and things. And so there's, I a, lot of, see the connection. there's a lot of um, that's, speculation. That's I don't, not a big leap. I, I don't think Stephen King's ever confirmed it, but it's a lot of uh, fan speculation. And maybe he has confirmed, but I haven't read it. I, as far as I know, he hasn't. But I've read those fan theories and I could buy it. Yeah, so, I could do. So why don't you tell people where they can write in? Write in, people. We are talkinggeekpodcast at gmail.com. No G at the end of talking. There's only one G between talking and geek. It's the way to think about it. Yeah, talking geek po- geek podcast at gmail.com. Right and, in. And follow us at, on Twitter at talking geek podcast. Um, we are have not been very active at all, but follow us nonetheless. Maybe the more followers we have, the more the more active we'll be. Yeah, and rate us and review us. Yeah, Good rate reviews. us, rate us, and review us on iTunes. Send us, send us feedback. We would love to and uh, ideas for future episodes. If there's exactly, anything, if there's anything geeky, you want us to have us, if there's, if there's anything you want us to have us talk about, cover all things geeky: movies, comics, music, all of the above. All right, everyone, stay geeky.